Welcome back, everybody, to another Eat Speak podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And this week we're joined by a special guest, the weekend chef, Steve Wilson. Hey, Steve. Hello. Hey, Steve. All right. And Steve is a master chef. At least for Star Telegram. Yeah, which is like way ahead of me because I can I can heat Vienna sausages and that's about it. But he also knows his way around town. He he knows his dining hotspots in Dallas and Fort Worth. So we're really glad Steve's going to be joining us. But first things first, we promised we would talk about our Valentine's Day experiences. And Bud, tell us what, where you ended up. Well, first I should point out that we all each went out with other people for Valentine's. We did not all go out for Valentine's together. So. Actually, that probably would have been more fun, <laughs> if a little awkward, but it would have been fun. I, you know, I was at the Fort Worth Club in a stage West benefit on Valentine's night, right, so I wasn't right. actually there on the night. But, I, but the very next day... Um, uh, we went to uh, with the family. We went went to Bird Cafe, and this is after I read everybody tweeting about what a great Valentine's dinner they had at Bird Cafe. You know, Bird Cafe is is more of a uh, of a craft beer hangout to me, and it has this great David McMillan menu. But I small think plates, of it, uh, right? yeah, I, well, at at lunch it's not small plates. Right. At, at lunch it's sandwiches and platters. And uh, I, we just decided we went to Bird Cafe and said, okay, give us all the leftovers from last <laughs> night because everything looks so good. They had a great gumbo. They had one of the best – this is – I feel weird I've never said these words, but one of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had, you know, on a really good – tasted like an empire bread or a fresh-baked bread. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, every, everything at Bird was uh, – was was first class on the on their their uh, daily lunch menu so that was kind of the post valentine it worked great we had a chocolate dessert it was one of the benefits of valentine's day being on a friday you could basically use the entire weekend to celebrate valentine's day if you want you didn't have to be there on friday night and sounds like you you made the most of it steve now where did where did you end up I ended up at the uh, Sunset Winery in Burleson, and oh, uh, cool! Yeah, that was a nice evening. They do a, a both. They did both a Friday and Saturday uh, service. It was in their barrel room, and mm-hmm. uh, we had uh, uh, like three to four glasses of wine. And well, that's Valentine's right there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pri- prime rib that was uh, espresso uh, crusted, and they also had poached salmon. Wow, yeah, that sounds really good. Have you been there before? For- yes, I have, uh, and uh, it's been a couple of years. But uh, I had some—I was meeting some friends there, and we also uh, we also did the Bird Cafe for lunch. Do they have a chef at Sunset Winery, or is it just a special occasion? Uh, they, it's special. They do different dinners there occasionally. They have it catered. Uh, they, uh, they the next one's going to be a uh, wine dinner that uh, involves. Um, Wines from uh, oh, uh, Burleson, no, Joshua, no, 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 Cleburne, <laughs> Grapevine, <laughs> Alvarado. Yeah, Portugal. Oh, oh okay. the ports. Oh, those ports. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the Portugal. Portugal ports. That explains. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a dinner and a tasting, but, but it'll be in March. Okay. I would guess a lot of people probably don't know that there's winery in Burleson. Yeah, Sunset. Well, you know, wineries are all a great place. For dinner, I mean, Sunset has a, you know a, 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 apparently is having a more regular dinner schedule now. We love Lightcatcher. Light I mean, Lightcatcher, yeah. you know, that's the, in at, West uh, the, that's Fort Worth? in West Tarrant County. Mm-hmm. It's west of the town of Lakeside, mm-hmm. uh, west of Lake Worth, and, and at uh, 
And with light, a light catcher, a lot of people go to light catcher and don't even drink the wine. The food is so good. Uh-huh. And they have dinners like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday lunch, and, uh, you know, an orchestra and uh, jazz, you know, once wow. a month. And light catcher is a, a great place. They have a huge patio. Sounds a very romantic. fantastic place for a, a, a reception or party. was one of the first places to sell out for Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a lot of wineries in Grapevine. Uh, so... You, we're not really shy on wineries here in Dallas Fort Worth. It might you might think so because we're so kind of landlocked, and you wouldn't think of people trying to make their own wine here in in this part of the country, but they do. We are kind of shy on good wine and good food in the same place. That's what that's yeah. that's kind of. <laughs> but Lightcatcher really has good food too. Well, so I, I was going to try and impress you guys with my Valentine's Day. I was say we went to California and to Hawaii for Valentine's. Kona Grill, no, no. My wife and I went to Valentine's Day lunch. We have a, a young son who's in school, so we decided it was better to go to lunch. We could spend longer time, not have to worry about the babysitter. And we went to one of our favorite places, Salsa Fuego. I had the California burrito. <laughs> she had the Hawaii burrito. And, uh, you know, it was it was terrific. I mean, I, I you know, we're, we're kind of a no-frills couple. And, you know, the California burrito, if you've never had it at Salsa Fuego, you've got to have it. I mean, it's just terrific. It's got... Fajita meat, uh, shrimp, avocado, and French fries in it. Terrific combination. You wouldn't think that necessarily it would be, but it is. Now we ought to talk about Salsa Fuego is the little place that was ranked one of the best uh, Mexican restaurants right. in Texas. And it's uh, off the Benbrook traffic circle on Altamir Drive right. on and the west side of Worth. A lot of people get them mixed up, but it's Salsa Fuego. Is, it's in a little fried chicken hamburger stand there, and it's become a nice Mexican restaurant. Right, and it's right next to a tattoo shop, which we did kind of muse about going over and getting tattoos for Valentine's Day. Thankfully, they were closed, so yeah, that's, I'm that. still unscarred by a tattoo. <laughs> But uh, my, my wife's Hawaii burrito had an ahi tuna. I mean, he does great things with seafood there at Salsa Fuego. And, uh, she, and steaks. And steaks. We almost got a steak. We decided that was a little too heavy for lunch. but uh, And we didn't have room left for the flan, which I've heard is terrific as well. So we'll be back for a, a, another romantic dinner there. But uh, we hope you all had a, a really good uh, Valentine's Day as well. But uh, Now, the other place people talked about that was good on Valentine's Day, and this is something people forget about. The Kimball. People went to mm. the Kimball. It's a buffet, so it's not like a seated dinner. But every Friday night, the Kimball is open from 5.30 to 7.30. People went and had a beef stroganoff. They had a chocolate dessert. They loved it. And so every Friday night, you can go early to the Kimball or later to the Modern for dinner. So don't forget dinner at the Art Museum. Well, and, and the Kimball is um, just recently, uh, just this Sunday, opened a new exhibit, a samurai exhibit. So that I think that's going to be a big blockbuster there. So even more reasons to go over there. Speaking of, I love the, the non-sequitur the sequitur. sequitur um, speaking of the museums, a new exhibit coming to the Eamon Carter on Saturday is uh, called Art and Appetite. A lot of paintings, um, famous, a lot, several famous paintings of uh, food or people eating food, preparing food. Um, the most famous probably is, is Nighthawks, the Edward Hopper painting. And it's the great diner painting that you, you see everywhere, the people looking out the window of the diner and what looks like a you know a northeastern city or something but it's the right and so dfw.com our, our minds are always on food and so we decided to use that solely as, on food nothing yeah, else no nothing else um on as a jumping off point for great late night dining spots and so we're actually uh, that's going to be our cover story coming up on friday in dfw.com but we've already been talking about some of the best late night places uh 
one of them is, is actually where we're going to be shooting our cover photo at Salsa Limon. Um, a fairly new place. It's a, it's a fairly new place across from the Modern Museum. Of course, it, people know the name Salsa Limon because of, they've probably eaten at the uh, the food truck on Berry Street, or maybe they've eaten at the original one at, at La Grand Plaza. But um, this place, we just so happens, is going to be staying open later, uh, starting this weekend. They're going to stay open until either 2 or 3 o'clock, according to the owner. And it's high time because, you know, that's when everybody wants the tacos at Salsa Limon right. is like, you know, I, he can see the crowds at Velvet Taco. I'm sure. At 1230 <laughs> or 1 in the morning and decide right. that those crowds ought to be in Salsa Limon, too. Well, and they will be, I think, you know, because uh, they're very different kind of places where Velvet Taco is kind of this designer, newfangled gringo taco, and Salsa Limon is, is a terrific, really uh, authentic are you, have you been to Salsa with Limon? Some, with some fiery hot sauce, with some with yeah. some of the best salsas and sauces in town. In a cool building, uh, they're going to be open between 2 and 3 o'clock on Friday and Saturday, and uh, the owner said they're eventually going to be rolling that back to Wednesdays and Thursdays also. So. Well, then I'll, I'll start getting up early and going over there. <laughs> Steve, where's your favorite late-night place to eat? I'm getting old. I don't stay up that late anymore. <laughs> Steve, you're not supposed to say that. This is the Young and Hip podcast. <laughs> Come on. I, I can't sleep. That's why I'm up and, and eating someplace. But uh, everybody said, you know, the go-to place, of course, in Fort Worth is Old South, which, you know, is there's nothing wrong with Old South. And it is, you probably could have a reality show and just film it on Fridays and Saturday nights at 2 o'clock in, at Old South if you wanted to. And you can sit in the uh, Van Cliburn Memorial booth where he always sat. <laughs> That's right. Van was one of the regulars at Old South for many years. And, uh, you know, loved everything about it. But, you know, a lot of people still swear by the old standby. I mean, the Waffle House, scattered, smothered, chunked, and covered is kind of the uh, the gospel. <laughs> you know, there is nothing wrong with, for me, a, a Waffle House pork chop and eggs is nothing wrong with that they've at 3 o'clock in the morning. You laugh. They've, got, they've upgraded Waffle House. They have, like, jalapeno biscuits now, and they have chicken and waffles. And they have a lot of stuff they didn't use. Well, we, you know, actually, we Fort Worth and Dallas-Fort Worth in general has upgraded its, its late-night options. Um, of course, a couple of years ago, Cafe Brazil opened a Fort Worth location. That's Right. It's a very popular late night place in Dallas. Um, we have Old South, but of course, just recently, Velvet Taco opened in Fort Worth. They, there's a location in Dallas too, and they're they're open till 4 a.m. on Saturday, Friday, and Saturday now. And I was actually in there recently at about 2:30, and it was hopping. And then the, some of the pho restaurants. There's one in Dallas. There's another one near UTA. I can't think of the name of the one in Arlington, but there, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's some of the uh, the Asian restaurants around the universities are really doing well. Yeah, there's just something about. A, a kind of special feeling you get when you are up late at night. I know what Steve is saying is I'm not up till 2, 3 in the morning that much anymore either myself. But when I am, I do like to be sitting in a in a diner or a, a, a place that serves really good food. You loud kids and all your rambunctious <laughs> yeah, late night games. Get off my lawn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look for that in, in uh, on DFW.com later this week. And if you've got any uh, uh, favorite late-night places, make sure you tell us on Facebook so we can include those in yeah, there. Yeah, because if, if there's some place that's really great at 2.15 in the morning, obviously we may not know about it, so let us know. <laughs> well, I know, but you don't know. <laughs> well, we, one last thing we wanted to talk about. There's a new restaurant in town that Bud wrote about called Spice. Yeah, the spices, the Spice Tie on Magnolia. And I've, one of my complaints when I've moved to, to Fort Worth and Dallas, and mostly Fort Worth, but is uh, there's not a lot of great Thai, but that's not true anymore. Yes, yeah, Steve, have you got a Thai place here you like? 
Um, no, not really. <laughs> Happy Bowl. Come on. The, uh, I mean, which one? Steve is not getting this podcast he, thing. He, when you ask him a question, he's supposed to make something yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to have an opinion. The, uh, well, you know, Spice is uh, from the same family that owns like you know seven of the other restaurants. Thai, Thai Select. Select and Thai and uh, Thai Rice and Noodle and Thai Licious. And, you know, and Spice is like a slightly more upscale twist on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has some duck dishes. It has some seafood platters. It even has a Thai steak, the first one of those I've seen on the menu right. here. And uh, I went, of course, I, I went and I had the lead item on the menu, which is the, the gepao or the, the, the spicy basil mm-hmm. um, chicken. And it, I was delighted that it was shredded. It was made uh, a real homestyle way and not just chunks of chicken. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was delicious. And, and now I still like... The Penang curry better at Happy Bowl, but I like the Gapau better at Spice. And so I'm just going to keep going to both of these great Thai places. I'm just glad we're no longer in kind of a Thai food wasteland here. I mean, in these places, um, the Spice is not, it's just off of Magnolia, uh, just a little bit further east of all the action on Magnolia. You know, the, you when just when you think there's no more room for any more restaurants on Magnolia, you're wrong. They're, yeah. they're actually extending them over into the hospital area over yeah, there. This is, and the new Moncrief Cancer Center has brought more business. Right. And so it's at, it's at Magnolia and May mm-hmm. on the east end near between Maine and Hemphill. Right, and it gives even has a cool little name called Magnolia May, uh, and right next door is a, is a I think a tapas place that's going to be is there. There, there is a, there twenty four plates, t- twenty four plates, and then there's a bar next door proper. Right, yeah, the cool little bar looks like a, a fun place to hang out. So, uh, you know, check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, what's the what's the best Thai place in town? And uh, when next time we come back on next week's podcast, Steve will be talking a lot more. Steve, I want you to um, go have some chicken satay and come back and talk to us about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks.